You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As serious question. What if his lack of faith wasn't disturbing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? What would what what would happen, man? Oh, dude, it it would have changed everything, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, would that have meant that Vader's soft and that he didn't think his lack of faith was disturbing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I just like to ask the questions no one's asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will find them every week. I will find more questions that no no one's asked it. Right. No. No one has. I don't think anyone's ever asked that question. And it's sort of like, yeah. What? What? I mean, could you imagine if Vader just sort of like, yeah, I kind of see your point there, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> End of movie. Fair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, man. Um. Yeah, so we actually have several uh, uh, what ifs. We were just kind of bouncing around. I, I Matt uh, will, will surprise us from time to time with just a, a great what if. The original what if, do you remember this was the, um, I think we've talked about it once or twice here, but the what if the Caravan of Courage had failed. Yeah. And what what people don't realize is that it actually, the Caravan of Courage takes place before even though it was, you know, filmed afterwards, it takes place before the return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will say, now, hold on a second. You know, Wicket uh, knew how to kind of talk in that, knew a little bit of basic uh, what 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 happened. Uh, yeah, that I don't know. That's whatever, you know. I mean, it's... Well, he only gets, he only gets so much screen time in episode six. You know, yeah, we don't he know. He can't be... Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. He might, he might have known, you know, more basic than... Well, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, but, but really, I mean, had the caravan failed, I mean... Like Return of the Jedi, a completely different outcome. Oh, they they would have lost. They would have lost. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it, end of story. And actually, uh, thinking and the Ewoks use the Force. They are Force oh, users. Hundred percent. We are doing a little surprise. We're working on. Uh, it's going to take us probably months, but uh, we are working on a surprise for you guys. Mm-hmm. And and trust me, um, Matt and I are learning. I'm learning more about the Ewoks than I ever thought possible so 
that's exciting. But yeah, they definitely they it's not magic. It is the force. That's all there is. Yeah, they think it's magic, but it's the force. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Oh, anyways, I mean I just hope we see him in the Rise of Skywalker. That's where I'm at. Well, I think we will. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, so I haven't even really had we're kind of recording this a little bit early, but I mean relay station I but the latest out there is uh, Hayden Hayden Christensen is not allowed to speak in public. Essentially, Disney said, "You know, don't go out, don't don't speak, and don't say anything because he's in the movie. I mean, he's in the movie." Mm-hmm. Well, here I got I got a little bit of news. Okay, okay. mark your calendars, uh, September twenty fourth, which is next Tuesday. For those of you who own Nintendo Switches. Star Wars. We talked about this a little bit last week, but mm-hmm. Star Wars Jedi to Jedi Knight to Jedi Outcast yeah. uh, coming to the Switch for only ten bucks. Yeah, that's ah, that's so cool. I mean, I mean, right here, you know, right in the preview, Kyle Katarn talking to Grand Admiral Thrawn. I'm no Jedi. I'm just a guy with a lightsaber and a few questions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's what Ez and I were talking about. Is you know, before right before we started recording, it. just how powerful is Kyle Katarn? Oh, okay. I mean, so yeah. How? I mean, you you did a little bit of research, right? And people were kind of talking like he's. Some people think he's Obi Wan level, uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even more powerful than Obi Wan. And I was sort of like, whoa, wait, what? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he uses both the dark and the light side of the Force. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does. Uh, he he also well yeah he he kind of goes back and forth right. He might be Luke level of what we see in the movies because as you were saying before this, um, Luke's power scaling, if you want to call it, in the movies has been drastically declined. Yeah, considered to where it was in the extended universe. Yeah, and, and something, too, I want to mention about uh, Master Katarn. I mean, he by the way, he does become a master, so I'll go ahead and call him by uh, his title. He, he deserves it. Uh, he's an absolute boss later on. I mean, he is he's, he, he's, he's a big deal uh, in, the, in the later. I mean, the, the Legacy of the Force series and Fate of the Jedi, I don't know why I love those so much. It's probably just because I'm a huge Luke fan and, and just the Jedi, the Force, all that good stuff. It's... It's radical, but he takes like a lightsaber to the chest. I mean, right three, straight through the chest. And I thought he's. I, I remember when I first read it. I was like, they just killed Kyle. They just killed Kyle, man. Uh, but no, no, he's 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 better than that. He uh, he survives. He uses the force. He's good, you know. So I don't know. He's he's pretty cool, and he's one of those like in the, in the new Jedi Order era kind of things. He, he sits in the council. He's just. Uh, He's something else. So, isn't he in uh, what's the what's the video Empire at War? What are his powers? In yes, that? he is. Yeah, like oh, I don't know what he, I don't know what he has in Empire at War. I think he doesn't he like go. He's he like infiltrates and, and detonates. Like, um, oh gosh, yeah, I think he's 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 sneaky. I, I remember him being kind of you could go in and you could just blow up a big bu- a bunch of ships or like a, a you could take him into the base and just he would set explosives and just you know. I mean, okay, right here. By Luke's own admission, um, Kyle Katarn holds parity with Kip Durin mm-hmm. and Vian Galan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, it says the former being one of the top duelists of the Jedi Order and the latter briefly holding their own against Luke. Now, we're talking extended universe Luke here. Yeah. Um, and he is certainly more formidable than Kagal uh, and Luke as he was back on the sinkhole station. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's from Fate of the Jedi Backlash. Yeah. 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 Uh, sinkhole station, man. That's a that's something that you're getting into, like the mall. You're getting into like Abeloth and the whole uh, Mortis gods. I mean, it's a crazy story arc. It's just it's intense, and and the, literally the, the the Jedi are going crazy. Nothing that they can do. Uh, he and Jaina Solo kind of team up here and yeah. there. So yeah, it says it says that he can move his lightsaber fast enough to make it a blur. Uh, this mm-hmm. is from the book version of Dark Forces Jedi Knight. The lightsaber blurred um, as it rose and fell. The blade entered the half man's left shoulder, sliced through his chest, and excited uh, and ex- excuse me exited through the right side of his body. There was an explosion of blood as Ma M A W fell into two distinct pieces, and Kyle felt energy swirl around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, man. So he he's also the guy who they, they charge with like um he leads the he coordinates the attack on Jason Solo. And uh-huh. it is just if it weren't for him trying to like getting distracted by younger Jedi and trying to save people, that's always what happens, right? I mean yeah. the, the two great epic guys just going toe to toe and Jason is just clever and, and distracts him and what have you and he ends up, you know. I mean, dude, you're right right here, man. Kyle Katarn survives being stabbed in the chest by a lightsaber. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Cadius? Is that who it is? Cadius? Uh, Cadius? Uh, Kytus. Yes. Kytus. Yep. Okay. Kytus felt a rush of satisfaction. This is from Legacy of the Force Fury. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kytus felt a rush of satisfaction, enjoyment, as Katarn's expression turned from one of surprise to pain. Katarn looked down to see that Cadus, uh, uh, lightsaber buried uh his hilt in his chest yeah yep but he's he survives it yeah he does i mean they they i mean he puts himself into like a healing trance and you know like some of the other jedi are there to kind of kind of help him i mean they're dealing with so many different things at that point like it's yeah man and he uses dark side powers too right here he uses dark shear which is a spear of midnight black it's a dark side power that allows the user to summon a mental attack that pierces the target's brain like a spear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Also, yeah. He, yeah. We're being him being uh, trained with the Imperial Academy, right? He uses a variety of weapons. I see. Where, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see where you're at. Yeah. He could do. He can do the force choke. Man. Wow, man. I know. He's he's cool. I mean, he is a li- literally a, a cool character. And if you go to the Wikipedia page, they have pictures of like. His lightsaber, based upon what you see in video games and, and other adaptations, right? Um, Moldy Crow, his ship, right? They can kind of talk about that and, and uh, Raven, I mean, Raven's dude, Call. Yeah. Right here. Kyle Katarn, despite lacking much formal training in combat in the Force, has managed to defeat the seven Dark Jedi in combat, defeating them one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy named Yun, Pick, Gork, Ma, Surus, Bak. Asika and Jarek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. He, he just became so popular. He was such a, a popular figure that, like, he, he just kind of, you know, stories between him and Cornhorn and others were just were born, and they just kept going. I mean, people just fell in love with these other Force-sensitive individuals that Luke came across and started to kind of train. So Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if anybody gets a chance to to start reading the EU, uh, like, I'm and thinking, how how powerful how powerful is this Kytus guy? Darth Kytus, man. Uh, so J- so Jason Solo, dude, is is like that's So it's it's Jason who falls to the dark side and becomes Darth Kytus. Um, okay. They say he can do things. I, I I love reading those books because the perspective from Ben Skywalker is that Kytus is more powerful than even Luke. And all of the other Jedi and Jedi masters are kind of like, hmm, I wonder when Luke's going to make him a master. Like, he should be a master. You know, it's sort of like right. an Anakin situation where you're, yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Uh, there was something that Luke, I think, saw in him or some he, he hesitated. But, like, Jason goes on this five-year quest where he learns things from the Baron Doe and other orders. Um Th- things that uh, Master Skywalker is not in. Well, that he doesn't know. Essentially, air, air quote doesn't know. Uh, he will he will retrace Jason's steps. Like later on, once they defeat Darth Kytus, they will try to figure out how he fell to the dark side. Luke is actually exiled, which is crazy, from like completely out of the the GA, the Galactic Alliance, and mm. something really kind of. So what's cool in that is that Luke's son. I'm all over the place right now, but like Ben Skywalker was actually Jason's uh, Padawan, his his apprentice. So, I mean, and he's turning to the dark side, and like Luke is sort of realizing all this stuff. Oh, I don't want to tell you. Um, flow walking. There's this big ordeal where like Jason can flow walk into the past. He can use the Force to flow walk into the future, see things, take people with him, uh, kind of man- not really manipulate things, but he knows how to to kind of. Uh, I don't know, like, not see the future, but and, and he thinks he can. He he think he's he's using it so much and relying on it so much that um, he thinks he can pr- he can almost predict events, and that's like his big downfall. Luke kind of warns all of the other, uh, warns his son, especially Ben, not to engage in flow walking and not to use it because it's just something that, like the like Yoda said, the the future is always in motion. And it's crazy, man. One last thing to finish here. When Luke confronts Jason, Darth Kytus, one of the best lines in, in all of the EU and in, in, in the just the novels that I've read about Star Wars, like he has to remind Jason, who is so powerful and has achieved all these different things. He was great during the Yuuzhan Vong War. After he's captured, he's tortured, which is part of how he starts to kind of turn to the dark side. And then... Um, comes back and is a hero of sorts. Anakin Solo was the real hero there, but he still is kind of um, a big deal in this new Jedi Order. But Luke reminds him. He reminds him that despite all of those different things that Jason has learned and all those things that uh, he's went around and taught himself, Luke says, the Force is my ally. And a powerful ally it is. He has forgot. Like, like Jason wants to control the Force. He wants to... He's all about control and taking taking charge. And Luke is like, I am allied with the Force. I am I'm one with it, essentially. Like, it guides me, not the other way around. You know, so that's sort of the lesson learned, and that's how he's able to... Uh, it's, just, it's just so epic. It's, it's just so good. But Darth, but Darth Kytus is, is... He's extremely powerful. Well, because it says that the fight... So, I mean, obviously, Kytus beats him, but it says that the fight is taxing for both men. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Kyle Katarn's at least going toe-to-toe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you this. Uh, when, when, just a little a miniature spoiler here, and I'm not going to tell you how it goes down. But first of all, force projection did happen in the EU. When people say, oh, that's a new power, 
Uh, go take a gander. There's some hinting of force projection in the EU. When Luke arrives on the Anakin Solo starship and confronts Jason, Jason turns around and Luke disappears. He's gone. He wasn't ever actually really there. Uh, and it's just, it's it's crazy. Um, the, but, but yeah, so like Luke, when Luke fights him, he tears the living daylights out of him, man. I mean, he, like, for all this talk that Kytus is, is just, well, now he's torturing Ben, so Luke is, I don't know if he's, he's raging, he's, maybe he's using, you know, he, Return of the Jedi, Dark Luke comes back, and he, I don't know if he force-joked him or not, but he, uh, he whoops him. Kyle Katarn is no, is no joke either, though. He's no slouch. I mean, he is, he's, he's pretty epic. It's just, it's really cool too when you see them all interacting together and they have to work together and then Jason's sister Jaina kind of ascends to master at one point and it's just like the coolest thing. I mean it literally like brought tears to my eyes. Just some of those stories, man. They they they're that good. Like the legacy of the Force and the fate of the Jedi. And I know some people are not a fan of the whole Abeloth story arc and stuff, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it just because it was more and it put it put Luke in such a, a an extremely good light that you're sort of like what so anyways sorry man I could just yeah. that's okay see man. what happens what when we're, you talk, do. we're talking hey we're talking some Kyle Katarn Woo. and I love talking Kyle Katarn <laughs> so because I think a lot of because hey you know for those people who own Nintendo Switches I'm getting it next week yeah and some other people are and they're gonna be like because it's a weird game to pick up on because it's right in the middle of the of the series yeah yeah and uh, it's like hey check it out yeah yeah absolutely i'm down we should yeah are you gonna record some uh, is it possible to record some of your gameplay there maybe or something yeah i mean i I also have the pc version i mean i could record some footage of it right now oh yeah that's right well but it's it's i could I, but i mean it's on steam yeah that's right. uh yeah i just want to see you going after it you know what i mean i think the folks want to see you know just a lightsaber just matt star went out there just tearing through people with with kyle uh, mm-hmm. yeah makes me happy well, in the follow-up to that game, which is I think is the better one, which because this is the game where he gets outcast. Mm-hmm. Jedi Academy is where you get to play, and Kyle Katarn is your master, and you see Luke, but it's like, well, you know, you know, we don't we don't bother Luke, you know, you just see him like once, mm-hmm. uh, and but then he's your he's your master. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Dang. Gosh, that sounds cool. Yeah. So hopefully, you folks are you know gearing up for that, ready to. That's that's kind of cool that they're putting it on Switch. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. And then, yeah, so it's a, kind of a random game, honestly, to be put just like it seems out of nowhere. But hey, I mean, maybe it's because they're like, you know, PS4 and Xbox are getting the uh, the big Star Wars game. So let's give the people a switch something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Um, we do have a couple transmissions uh, this this week and we're recording a little bit early. I I'll just go ahead and tell folks here a quick update. Um I've got uh, the long-expected party this weekend, so I'm going to be away. Um, Matt's got a few things going on, too. Just kind of the end of September here is going to be a little bit busy. In October, I was talking to Matt, and I think we're going to open up the Discord, and I'm going to hop on there and do some live chats. So our patrons right now, we've got um, uh, Jedi Knight, uh, Joy Webb. We've got uh, Josh, old Josh Babcock. We've got uh, Matthew Perry. Vundacast, Adam Dyson, and others. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hop on there and we can do some some Discord chats and just kind of talk about Star Wars or the games that we're playing or whatever. But that is my hope. I think things will settle down for me a little bit in in October, 
and we'll be able to to do more pre-shows. I mean, we had a we had a a ridiculous. I wish we would have been like recording earlier before we started the show. It's one of those things where like I I just bought and ordered a cable for us so so that we can do that because our our getting hyped for the show is mm. is ridiculous. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts uh, to podcasting. So, but uh, anyways, now we do have a transmission here from uh, from Jack, and I wanted to read this. It's short, and we're going to get into a pretty big uh, theory from Phil Seidel. But uh, this one says, "Hey guys, a big fan of both Hyperspace Hangout and Bend the Knee. I was listening to the new Hyperspace podcast this morning and heard talk of podcasting." full time more content is always welcome and i think there is definitely an audience if you went full time thanks for the great podcast and may the force be with you so yeah here's the thing i like like in we have actually uh, have figured out a way i think to between everything that we're doing and I, i guess i'm just i'm perfectly set up here in life right now to do something like this and to do more podcasting we have another series a book series that we're interested in and uh we still got some exciting stuff i mean there was stuff on on uh george martin's uh not a blog just the other day talking about the tv show that may be coming out for game of thrones and you know star wars is just never ending we're going to celebration next year so we've got we've got stuff there but it's something we've always dreamed about right yeah absolutely i mean yeah man it's we've we've had it on the back burner for a while but it's it's time yeah it's time so the uh, yeah it is quite literally quite literally it's time, it's time. yeah it's time yeah <laughs> uh, so anyways just stay tuned for that i mean you know appreciate it uh, we feel like it's time the wheels are spinning yes and we can't really say any more about what it is we're doing it's a secret project but yeah you know i mean yeah. it's just i i just feel like you know as the wheels the wheels are spinning man well, and it's just it's it's time to do it i i agree with you and i think some people might notice a pattern in what we are saying and i and i i hope right. you uh pay attention to the pattern so <laughs> yeah there's some weaving going on too you know what i mean yeah 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 oh my gosh ah it's so cool so anyways yeah. it's the will it's the will of the force man it, you know yeah it is it really is it's the, yeah, yeah but i don't know man we, we we love sci-fi and fantasy it's something you and i have always been interested in and we're just excited oh and actually like the other thing that i think we can openly talk about is uh is is box trick just that being maybe more of a you know you you run box trick and have uh, run it faithfully for a long time, and like as we get more Star Wars video games, and um, man, we used to we, we got to bring back our Friday night, you know, gaming sessions. We used to get on there and just mm-hmm. Destiny, and then some of us would be playing different games. But I think that's what now that I know more about Discord, we could just hop in there with your brother and others, uh, some of our patrons. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Hey, if you want to come play, you know, if you want to come play as and I at uh, Empire at War and think you stand a chance, you just let me know. Oh my, uh, yeah! Please record that. Yeah, I, I dare someone to challenge us. I, I literally dare someone. Um, hey, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll open, open, you know, challenge to Empire War. Now, Battlefront Two, I'm not yeah. really as good, but we could certainly use your help. Okay, yeah, so. we could use your help. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I tell you who. I tell you what we used to own in uh, Destiny. My gosh, we were good at Destiny, man. But well, um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I was ranked in the top. You know, like twenty five thousand for for control matches. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like we were sick. We were unstoppable. So, anyways, all right, here we go. So, uh, moving on to our our big transmission for this episode. So, this is uh, Phil Seidel, good friend of mine. Uh, he runs a podcast called the History of Middle Earth uh, Podcast. Minister Earth Archives. There, he is 
solid dude. I'm actually going to be seeing him and meeting him for the first time this weekend at the Long Expected Party. So uh, if you guys are, are into Lord of the Rings, uh, come check out that podcast or come check out an unexpected podcast. We've mentioned Lane, and uh, I know Matt and I want to have Lane on eventually for hyperspace. He's just uh, just a fun dude. You know, we've, we've, we'd love to have him mm-hmm. on and have him, have him chat. Uh, about Star Wars, he's a, he's a big Star Wars guy, actually. Surprisingly, even though he's he's I think he's more of a Lord of the Rings guy, but he's his first love was uh, was was Star Wars. So, and Phil is is very similar, and and he's got a theory here for us. So he says, "Hey guys, um, glad to be back in the hyperspace hangout. I wanted to share my thoughts and theories on some new things. I apologize if some of these things get touched on or have been touched on already in the show by the time you get this, but here goes. Maybe C three PO." is the new Skywalker. Let me just let that hang for a second for, for Matt. I've said it. You have. You have. I mean, he, he so as, as Phil says here uh, also, uh, I don't really think that, uh, I don't really think this, but just think it's funny since it is the rise of Skywalker and he was technically rising up in the preview and he That's is exactly what I said. I know. That, I know. Yeah. It, he's we, Phil's on the right path, man. He knows what he's he talking know, about. Yeah, I like yeah, this guy. I know. <laughs> since he was built by Anakin, all those things. Okay. Amen. That's what I've been, what I've been saying, yeah. man. I'm 100%. Yeah. So uh, what about those red eyes, though, right? So what about those red eyes? Maybe someone kills Chewie, and C-3PO has some kill switch flipped, and he loses his shit and goes full Terminator on everybody, picking up Chewie's bowcaster in the process, maybe an IG-88 2.0. You know, there is that uh, poster that was out there that we saw C-3PO had a bowcaster, and we were kind of like, wait, What? Why does he have a bowcaster? And you've been saying, Matt, that you think Ch- Chewbacca might die in this episode. I did. I yeah. I think Chewbacca's dying. And I just that just breaks my heart. And I I I I don't think he is, and I don't think you want him to. Correct? Or do you? No. I, well. Oh. Careful now. Here's the Care, thing. Careful. So here's the here's the thing. You're talking about one of the most so, beloved characters of all time. Right. But I'm a big <laughs> believer in that. Ki- I mean, death in series. Like it gives, it makes other characters that like that you know it makes things that much bigger and that much more impactful and that much more monumental. Yeah. Um. I mean, if if you know Ben, ben Skywalker or you know um, Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. uh, or Ben Solo, I should say, yeah. you know, doesn't kill. Yeah, doesn't doesn't kill Han Solo if he just like knocks him out. Then it's it doesn't it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I know. Yeah, and the, like de, we are kind of wondering uh, which which of these characters might go. Can you keep everybody? Like, are one of the droids going to go? I mean, what's something's got to give, right? Eventually, uh, yeah. And, and you know, the Last Jedi did some crazy things with with Rose and her sister. Like, it did actually show us sort of like the um, just the seriousness of the consequences of war and this, these Star Wars that are going on and how people lose loved ones and stuff. So. You're right. That that can elevate. Um, it can rapidly develop another character for sure, and and, and it'd be a huge element to to the, this final act of of this um, of this series. You know, I don't know. It just it would be. I just hope it doesn't happen. That's all I'm saying. I I, I think you can keep him around, and maybe somebody else has got to go. But he's been around for a long time, and and maybe it mm-hmm. is his time. I also well, the, the only, and the only reason I I feel like Chewbacca is going to be the one to go is I just don't know what there is to do with him anymore. And I've said this before, is that if you're going to kill anybody, I think he's the obvious choice just because 
now we have his kind of origin, right? I mean, where he finds Sol- Han Solo in, in Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, what else is there for Chewie? I mean, yeah. unless they have some big epic moment, I, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I think that maybe the plan was he dies saving Leia. Mm. Okay. I mean, the, and I don't like know if that, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to happen now. Sure now but maybe that was the was the plan yeah see see my thing is go back to the the the, the holiday special and look at his his i believe it's his father uh uh or his father-in-law i can't remember which one itchy uh and and just look how old he was so it's sort of like you know chewbacca can get older and i'm just wondering like you really we have to wonder what are they going to do after the skywalker saga is over if they never come back to it then that's then whatever it doesn't matter but if they were to come back it depends on how long afterwards he is an alien so he could add some sort of like validity and he could be an old grayed out wookiee who you know tells a story to to droid or something or whatever i that's 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 my thinking but we wouldn't know that and and the thing is somebody can always put the costume on somebody can always he, he can always kind of be there until it's until he gets to the point where he's just too old, but I don't know. We, I, I hear what you're saying though. He is, he is, he is someone that if you're looking at it as a director and you're just making this movie and you're finishing this series, what do you do? How do you really pull in the heartstrings? Man, that would be a way to do it. So, anyways, okay, let's carry on here though. How do we think the Ray slash Kylo fight will compare to the Anakin slash Obi Wan fight? That's a good question, right? So we know that that uh, Obi Wan Anakin fight in, in in Revenge was absolutely insane. It was, uh, you know, super fast paced, and it was just it, we knew it had to be, had to be epic. Um, based on the short clip, I don't think it'll be quite as intense, but uh, think they could get creative with it. How will it end? Depends on if they are just training in a real fight to the death, or in a fight but not trying to kill each other, just convert the other. Anakin did lose to Obi-Wan as bad as someone can lose a saber fight. So that's true. So I don't see the end of the fight being as intense. Like, we've already kind of seen Anakin um, lose in, in, in that intense of a way. So, yeah, I, I, I get what Phil's saying there. So I don't see... Um, oh, yeah, so not to, uh, not to mention their relationship was so strong leading up to the fight, whereas Kylo and Rey um, were, almost, were already kind of enemies, so yeah, it's going to be a different level of intensity. There's going to be different uh, connections there emotionally for those two characters. Ray needed a double blade. Wow, she was very proficient with her bow staff-like weapon and used that for everything. A double blade would suit her perfectly. Um, as for the folding part, I'd say it folds just for storage. Um, having a two-foot-long uh, saber handle will be a pain. Uh, to do anything with on your hip <laughs> i don't know did it stop darth maul well i mean look how long her handle is man like it's double the size of mauls that, that if now if unless you're you're talking about i'm looking at dark side ray okay so if if, if i know if, I if, if if they don't do the dark side ray saber then maybe we're good that almost seemed like a joke to me <laughs> that was just too much uh anyways okay so you take three steps so you take three steps, and it would swing around and uh, and crack you in the shin. Uh, it would uh, it would either have to be held over the shoulder or fold in half, like we saw. There is no bonus <clears throat> in a fight for having two blades side by side. I would bet a lot uh, that it's only a way to safely store it. Number one, 
Maybe Ben turns to uh, turns to the light and joins with Ray to take down Palpatine. Ray poses as his new apprentice to pretend he got her to join the dark side so they can gain access to Palpatine with her still armed to take him on together. So that's one possible thought for the whole, this is a couple ideas he has on the dark Ray scene here. So this is idea number one. Um, what do you think about that, Matt? Just the idea that maybe she could go in as a Sith apprentice, go in um, like covertly. Right, undercover. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like you have, you'd have to have a, an awful lot of explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to make her kind of, uh, well, you know, Ben would need to turn to the light side, right, first. Right. And what would cause him to do that? Uh, right. Yeah, okay, okay. Number two, um, it was... It was just um, a vision, like when Luke fought Vader on Dagobah with Yoda. And I think a lot of people were saying that, right? That seems to be the general consensus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that it's a vision. So um, I'm kind of partial to that. It, it looks, th- this uh, this dark side array looks robotic. And I don't know, just the whole lightsaber thing seems kind of unrealistic to me. So I'm sort of like, it just seems out there for some reason i don't know i don't even know if it's going to be in the film <laughs> actually to, to be quite frank. i don't either you know when i think back to the force awakens trailer yeah remember i remember the the force awakens trailer it's luke talking and luke's you know none of the words luke says in that trailer are even in the movie mm-hmm. and you know now you have it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but the scene of him touching r2d2 yeah and you see the metal hand yeah. is that in the movie is that in is that in the force vision she sees uh yes is it i think so yes i think so yes when he touches uh it's real quick yeah okay because i remember because i remember we see it in the trailer but it's slowed down a little bit in the trailer the original force awakens trailer yeah okay okay maybe it wasn't i'm now you got me thinking i thought for sure she she saw uh, him touching R2, and it's more that, you know, we knew as the audience that it was his hand, and that was R2, so that must be Luke, even though you really couldn't see his face. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, number three, it's just a vision of the future that maybe Ray or Kylo have, um, and that is what could happen or will happen if they uh, succeed slash fail. So, don't know who sees that vision, right? So, uh, Phil's just pointing out here that it could be a vision of the future, Maybe not a a cave like vision. So two different types of visions. You know, Luke is actually um, sort of in uh, having some experience in the cave versus meditating somewhere or someone showing you a vision of what could be in the future, and you're trying to avoid it. And that's where really Anakin with his premonitions and uh, trying to avoid the death of Padme is is the biggest thing that turns him to the dark side, right? So. Uh, speaking from a filming perspective, I'd say the last one is the most likely. You would never use those camera techniques and angles and whatnot to introduce a, quote, new character uh, that's, uh, that swapped from light to dark. It doesn't make sense at all from that standpoint. With those shots, uh, we'd have already been introduced to her. So either this is further along after she goes to the dark side, which I don't think has any chance of happening and just doesn't make a lot of sense, or it is part of a fast-paced and intense vision. Uh, I also agree with Matt that they're not putting something so important into a preview. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, they pick and choose the scenes they want to use very carefully to mislead. Not to mention, deleted scenes get used a lot, so there is a chance, although incredibly small, for this example, that we could see uh, that we could see the movie and never even and never even see the scene. Exactly what we just talked about is that yeah, it may not be there, right? So I don't agree at all with the people acting as if this finalized this is finalized proof of Dark Ray. Okay. Uh, as for other things like the Raylo relationship, uh, that is not going to happen. Uh, it wouldn't make sense at all and would have way too much explaining to do to fit into one movie, not to mention all the other unrelated things they need to get into the movie and the fact that Finn has been crushing hard on Ray ever since they first met. Yes, preach it. And we do see, we do get that shot of ray looking at finn with rose at the end of the last movie almost like whoa you know Mm -hmm. yeah true it's sort of like turned back to like now she's seeing that maybe she's gonna have um maybe she'll be chasing finn air quote chasing um whatever that'd be kind of interesting in some in some weird way uh it makes no sense at all to the storyline for that relationship to go from enemies trying to kill each other like it's an elementary school crush where they make fun of each other but uh, only because they like slash love each other <laughs> deep down. Yeah, so it's like I'm going to chase you on the playground and I'm going to kick you and punch you because I love you. Yeah, like, like you're in first grade. Uh, I don't see a plausible way to make that work with the storyline. Okay. Bendemption makes sense in a lot of ways and has a lot of things hinting um, at its happening. Since these movies follow the original trilogy in a lot of ways, we could see a Vader-like transition where he finally comes to the light, only to sacrifice him uh, himself to save someone. Some other listeners have some amazing theories that I can't help but think would be so awesome to see happen on the big screen. However, I feel a lot of people uh, are way overthinking this and going way too deep. You have to remember that most people in the theaters are just casual fans. They need to make the storyline simple and easy to follow for people who don't care for the EU content. So I don't feel we will see much at all added from the EU in terms of too many new characters in the last episode of this trilogy. Just now being introduced or some incredibly elaborate storyline that you'll need to have read a bunch of EU books to actually understand and make all the connections. And, you know, we've said that, uh, other people have said that as well, and I think it's true. I mean, I think it's like, if you were to introduce a character, not even introduce, but name drop a character, right? I think that's all you would do, is you would name drop them, and that's really just a hidden nugget for for EU fans. It doesn't have to be, like, we're going to walk Thrawn back onto, or Kyle, you know, back onto Well, you know, uh, I mean... Uh, you know, think of if I, th- you know, you and I are big Game of Thrones guys. So if you think back to the second episode of this past season, spoiler alerts for those of you who haven't seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, you know, the episodes of Night of the Seven Kingdoms and we hear Jenny, Jenny's song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, OK, well, if you just watch the show. Oh, OK. That's like a sad song, you know, as they get ready for this huge epic battle. Yeah. Right. But for the book readers, it's like, oh my god, this is an enormous deal. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe something, maybe something like that where they drop something, you know, like uh, in Solo, she says, oh, I, she, I've been trained in the arts of Terrace Kasi. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, for the book reader, you know, people who read the books and played the game mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you're like, oh my god, I know, I know what, I know what that is. But for the show watchers, it's like, oh, okay, she's been trained in some, you know. 
Yeah, some some cool thing. Yeah. yeah, some cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also like you know when when the originals came out and they started talking about different planets like Dantooine and and other places and stuff. It's sort of like, um, oh gosh, what's the line that Luke says? It's like super hard. It's uh, I can't remember. It's it's, it's uh they mentioned several different places or whatever. And the whole point is, is that like all it does is you don't know anything about those places, but there are other worlds that were mentioned and it just made the story feel bigger and larger. And you're like, Holy cow, there's stuff going on everywhere. And this is a big galactic war. And you start to remember, Oh, it's a galaxy. So if you can do that and you make it seem big and epic, but also feel small at the same time, cause we're following this, this group of characters, then I think that's, that's pretty cool. And that's pretty clever if you can do that, but if you don't have time to do it, then yeah, absolutely not. Right. I mean, I really think right. one of the things we've talked about is that Palpatine is going to be a huge push in here. It feels like you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Like Emperor Palpatine's back. I mean, I don't know. I, that's, that's, there's a lot to do there and I'm excited for it, but, yeah, it's a uh, it's just it's just different. Anyways, um, okay, Phil goes on here. Lastly, as for the Obi Wan series, I am so freaking stoked. Between the Mandalorian, the Obi Wan series, the Lord of the Rings EU series, uh, I'm not going to see the light of day for a long time. Uh, I'm sure I'll love it no matter what they do uh, on the show, but uh, wouldn't mind them following the Obi Wan novel, starting from when Obi Wan arrives at Tatooine with Baby Luke. Even the opening scene of the book would be cool to see on screen. No spoilers, but a hooded Obi-Wan is asking for directions to the Lars homestead at a small bar slash restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I'm already, yeah, my, I'm interested. Uh, yeah. There's some interesting characters, needless to say, and eventually some of Jabba's thugs come in and start some stuff. Uh, a firefight breaks out and everyone dives for cover. A Wookiee throws another guy across the room, and Obi-Wan secretly uses the Force to catch him and curve his body away from going, uh, smashing through the wall, as a few people look at each other in confusion. Obi-Wan hands baby Luke to another guy to hold for a second, grabs a blaster on the floor, and shoots out the light. It's pitch black, and the fired lasers slowly come to a, uh, to a halt, and it gets dead quiet. Uh, the beam of a blue lightsaber then ignites, casting a blue glow that shows a dark-hooded, silhouetted Obi-Wan. He then goes to town on the thugs and goes back in uh, into being discreet before the uh, one owner pulls out a flashlight to see nothing but slashed bodies and thugs and gangsters everywhere. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So he doesn't, you know, you saw a lightsaber, you saw something, but you don't know who he is. He's he didn't reveal himself. Um Okay, this is the premise uh, of a lot of the of, of the book Obi Wan going all over Tatooine, uh, in, including Mos Eisley, and uh, trying to help his friends and himself out of a crappy situation, and all the while trying to remain discreet so people won't find out he's a Jedi that may or may not uh, be being hunted still, as well as what he goes through after losing his quote brother Anakin and that inner battle. It's got a pretty cool ending too. Uh, that would be a good season, uh, good season's worth, though. Then they could continue from there. Okay. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks, guys, for the awesome podcast. Keep up the great work, Phil Seidel. And, again, he's over at the History of Middle Earth podcast there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I people have mentioned the Obi-Wan novel, and I need to go read it. Uh, Alice had mentioned it, and... Uh, I need to check and see if anybody else has read that. Maybe we can have a little discussion in the group because it seems 
seems cool. It seems sick. And it, does, it doesn't seem like... I think everyone thinks like the story has to be extremely epic and Obi-Wan has to like go fight on the Death Star, or take down some crazy, you know, superstar destroyer or something like that. And it's like, it, it could just be the day in day out life of him trying to make it his struggles, or it could be a simple two, uh, two to three season show, maybe even just one season. Maybe it's just a one standalone yeah. thing and that's it. Well, I mean, it's just like the Cassian series. How, you know, how long can that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, it just depends on when you start. And also what's interesting is is they're starting this Obi-Wan series, as we said, around the time of Solo. Kind of uh, it looks like it's going to be – remember they at uh, D23 they kind of showed where it would land on the, on the timeline. And they've got some – a lot of things still could happen with him being hunted, him on Tatooine, him uh, maybe talking to, to, to Jedi who are on the run or – deciding whether to help them or not to help them is is his mission or his um him him learning to become one with the force is that more important than helping some of these other jedi like kanan and ezra and and some of the others who are out kind of uh trying you know trying to get away from inquisitors and stuff like that so i think just seeing that internal struggle with obi-wan would be would be huge it'd be, it'd be really interesting so yeah i mean uh, i mean how long how many seasons do you think it'll be uh, I don't know. I mean, if if it were, I'd love for it to be like three. But if it's if it's just one, I'd I'd be fine. I mean, if it's two, I'm just sort of like, oh, did they cancel it? Did they just stop? But if they, it's just nice. It'd be nice to say they set out to do one season. That's fine. I kind of want to know. You know, I kind of want to know. But I know they're gonna like take a look at it, see how well it did. But I would it'd be cool if we had some inkling as to maybe three seasons or whatever. Um, I don't think you can go too 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 long with it. I mean, I think one, I think three would be the max. I kind of think, but yeah, I think that'd be maybe even some people would say yeah, that's maybe I think pushing it. But uh, if you're doing yeah. shorter episodes and you're just doing like maybe bigger, longer, uh, one hour plus episodes or even like forty five right, minutes, like 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 I think it's Sherlock, right? Mm-hmm. Like Sherlock's like what four seasons, but it's really but there's really like there's like three episodes, twelve episodes, and, 12, yeah. 12 episodes yeah, total. yeah. So if if you did something like that, that'd be kind of cool. That that would be kind of neat, and you could just that actually would be the perfect way to do it. I think, uh, just like three little episodes or four episodes, and then up oh, that's season one, and then then we can have then you can stretch it out. We can get something. We can kind of wait and, and anticipate, or you know, I don't know, theorize what what's going to happen next. What how does Obi Wan's story continue? All that kind of cool stuff, which which would be neat. And it's filling in that gap, and and also I wonder if they're going to do. Uh, solo too. I keep hearing people pushing for it and wanting it. I heard there was a, a chance that there would even be like a like an adaptation of or like a t te- or a TV yeah. Make show. make solo make solo two happen is like always trending on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is cool with me. I think it's great. People, it, it just shows you how like enjoyable it was. People really enjoyed it, and it was just it kind of got buried in behind. Um, Marvel and right after the Last Jedi, it was just too. You know, yeah. You and was, I have talked a lot, but yeah. you and I have talked about that a lot. Yeah, we think that was just where it was placed was was not was not good. Yeah. So. Uh, anyways, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to all that, and and I, I'm just so glad that they've got um, Ewan back, and and he's playing Obi Wan, and and it's it's his. He's been. He's been open to do it for so long, and he's been interested in in coming back. That I I think like. I, I don't know seeing seeing him as Obi Wan again, what, that that alone is I think just enough for people, right? It's sort of like 
having Hayden come back in the in the Rise of Skywalker, it's like whoa. I mean, that would that people are losing their minds about that. Just the idea that that he could that he could step back, and, and it was so right. nice because I think it was, I think it was this last celebration I was at. I know it was this last one, or maybe it was the one before. God, darn it, I'm trying to remember. Hayden shows up anyways, and is like super well received by by Star Wars fans. And I thought that was really great because yeah, people make fun of the acting and they make they make fun of the 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 script or the lines or whatever and it, some of the corniness to it, but man, it was good. He was he was solid. It was just cool cuz he was a new um he, he was new to acting-ish. It was a new-ish name, kind of like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega are uh to our our sequel trilogy and uh Star Wars just launches these guys on the big on the on the big screen and it's just it's epic. I, I don't know that he was big beforehand before Star Wars was he I don't I don't know that he was a big no a big and movie. after that he was in like Jumper and like that was it by the way Jumper was a sick movie I loved Jumper just I haven't seen it so I don't it was, I, I don't know it actually was about it. was legitimately sick and I wish they would have made more aren't they just isn't it just like teleporting around or something hey man there's so much more than that okay you, you know don't don't you go judging okay gotta watch it <laughs> I mean what I mean I mean I don't know so I mean he's jumping he around jump, he's jumping around does he jump people there's other pets. does he jump does he jump through space and time does he jump through like time does it time travel or is he just jumping around like the planet he is teleporting yeah I think he's he's, he's jumping so around so so he can't go like interdimensional or anything it's not like sliders right like oh, I mean for those gosh. for like for like for like the two people who remember sliders like yeah. the, the I, TV show yeah I'm trying to remember I, I don't even remember what the what the plot was in that movie? It was a good. I just remember I liked it, uh, but I can't remember what actually happens. <laughs> what else has uh, he been in besides that? Oh, uh, besides, bes- oh, let's look him up here real quick. Good old Hayden. Yeah, because I know that was that was sort of uh, right afterwards, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, so let me let me <clears throat> let me get here. So he was in, he was in Star Wars. He was in. I mean, he was in a bunch of small stuff, and then boom. Uh, well, he got nominated for some movie called Life as a House. Re- oh, what? He did? That was in 2001. Li- yeah, Life as a House was where he like got nomination. I've never, I've never even heard of it. And then he was in Attack of the Star Wars. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. He's in a movie, a movie called Shattered Glass. Um, Return of the. Oh, so okay. He's credited, of course, as being in Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, uh, the DVD, the yeah. DVD re-release as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, other than that, he's been in Jumper and nothing else I've ever heard of. <laughs> Star, hold on. <laughs> on Wikipedia, it says Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker rumored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay, hold on. Wait, I, I, we misspoke. He was a big deal before. I, I forgot about this. He was in. Uh, he was in Goosebumps. He was in Goosebumps. Um, he was in two episodes. He was Zane. Uh, that does not um, make you a big deal being dude, in two episodes of Goosebumps. Goosebumps is huge, bro. So like, oh, night, I mean, I loved Goosebumps, hey, but don't get me wrong. I mean, Goosebumps, of, is, Night of the Living Dummy three. Um, oh my part god, two and part one, part one and part. Oh, two. On, and he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, so that's to say because Are You Afraid of the Dark was way better than Goosebumps. Oh man, that would have been no. Wait, he was. He, he was is. in one episode. He was in one episode. Are you? Oh Fred my gosh! Wow, the tale of Bigfoot Ridge. Yeah, he played I mean, Kirk. He played Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, man. I mean, then he was in some show called Higher Ground. It's no, no way. Canadian drama. <laughs> no he was in twenty-two episodes. He was in Higher Ground. 
What's higher ground? How did he? Did, what, I'm, what I'm saying? He's like he was like the lead. He's the lead for me. He's Scott. He's Scott Berenger. Scott is a 16 year old football star who plays the piano and excels in athletics. But I mean, he's the child of divorced parents. Well, I mean, look, there's some turmoil going on here. Okay, I mean, maybe that helped him. You know, portray Anakin Skywalker. Well, it sh- it sure as hell didn't help him when he didn't have the high ground. You know, like what he should have. Oh my god! I didn't even make that joke. Dude. I didn't even make it. Now I'm trying to look up what this show is. Higher ground. Wow. Jiminy. It lasted one season, and he was in it. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well. It was on. Fo- it was on Fox Family. Yeah. Who else is in this? Nobody I've ever heard of. Who is he? Didn't he marry the girl from Jumper? That he was uh, his co-star. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to look. Up, I'm gonna have to look up Jumper. Give me one second here. I think he. I never saw Jumper. I think he did. Is it Jamie? No, no. Sorry. No, sorry. maybe maybe not. That's a dude. We're we're going Rachel, on, a, on a Rachel Hayden. Rachel Bilson. Yeah, we're we're on like a journey here. Run Hayden Christensen watch here. All right, let's just. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull him up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, He's 38. No, he did. He married the girl from Jumper. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. They oh the, well they they they're divorced though. Oh, it's Rachel. Uh, what what is her name? Uh, Bilson. Bill Bilson. Yeah, they were married for ten. They were married for ten years. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's a good dude. I I think he's I think he's cool. He keeps. So what's he out. up to now? What's he doing? Well, he did, he did a couple movies. He did. Um, I mean, he was in uh, some, a couple movies in 2018. He was. Uh, the Last Man, Little Little Italy, never heard of it. So he was, I mean, the Last Man, or uh, AKA the Last Jedi, I think is what that was supposed to say. It's just a typo. Um, yeah, he played that in 2018. He was Kurt in that. So I don't know. I, I should probably watch some of these. Looks kind of cool. He was in Shattered Glass in 2003. That looked like it was a pretty good movie. Never saw it though. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these people who are in some of these movies with man. I'm like, I've never even heard of these people. Yeah, man. Well, anyways, shout out to Hayden. I mean, I hope he's in this movie, and I hope uh, – I know you keep kind of saying you want to see, like, a full-on Force ghost, but even just his voice or something, I, I don't know how they're going to make it work, but I, it's – I hope he's there, and it, it, he's – Anakin Skywalker is the story. It is a Skywalker yeah. saga, so. All right, well, hey, man, you know, uh, hey, let's let's end let's end today's – because I think that was our last – that we yeah. did that one big transmission. Yep. Okay, well, let's, let's end today's uh, – episode i got another question for you here okay i mean do you think we'll get a jumper sequel i mean i i, I mean I, <laughs> I, I mean i really i mean ewan mcgregor's back in star wars what do we gotta do to get hayden christensen back into jumper, back in jumper. Okay? dude if we i mean we so i mean let's start it up on twitter you know uh jumper two. make make, make jumper, jumper two happen <laughs> dude somebody fire up the twitter account let's get after it somebody fire uh, up the twitter make jumper two happen <laughs> Oh my gosh, it'd be great. Is the movie even good? Well, I know I gotta read the now I gotta Oh dude, I'm out. I mean I'm reading the plot and the first lines of the plot are in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm from Ohio, dude. I cannot watch anything that supports Ann Arbor, yeah, Michigan. But, okay, I'm sorry. I mean, come on, you gotta give it a chance. I don't it's 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 solid. I th- I think you would you, you would like it. Here's the thing. Mace Mace Windu's in it as well. So, Samuel Jackson? Yeah, he's in it. Yep. So he plays a pretty big uh pretty big role. So as he always well, does. Man. So. All right. Well. Okay. Make make jumper two happen. You. Oh, that's that's our that's our new. That's, that's the homework assignment. Here. There it is. So. 
All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, again, um, we kind of we kind of did this uh, this episode a little bit early this week, early in the week, and we're gonna post it on Friday, uh, just because we have a busy weekend coming up. So, and hopefully, come uh, we're thinking in in uh, the end of September or beginning of August, we're gonna get another trailer. I'm hoping mm-hmm. just a small little little tidbit for the Rise of Skywalker or something, maybe even for the Mandalorian. Uh, so some other we've, there were some images out there actually that I didn't talk about, but they were. I mean, just a couple new new little tidbits. I don't think anything, nothing you can really speculate on. It was just kind of cool action shots. But, yeah, hopefully we'll be getting more uh, on that in the future. If you guys see stuff out there uh, and uh, on, on the Hollow Net or wherever, make sure you send it out to the relay mm-hmm. station so we can get it out here on the Outcast and, and talk about it. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes we jump around from subject to subject. Uh, I mean... I'm just trying to get all the jumper puns in. Man. Okay, I just, <laughs> uh, dude, I, I, man, uh, wow, I'm a little slow on the uptake. That's that's mm, okay. With that, uh, it is it is definitely time to say farewell. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. And our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your transmissions. Be sure to send your Star Wars theories, origin stories, or some of your favorite moments from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you in a week. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. It's just like jumping. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.